I want to talk to you from a passage of scripture that has great meaning in my life and in the life of the believer. And that passage is found in Romans 5. Scholars agree that Paul writes this letter to the Romans to conform their salvation and to let them know that their salvation is secured. Judaizers had come up in the church and they were teaching false doctrine, things, saying things that were not necessarily true. And Paul writes this letter to the Romans to let them know what they believed in the, in the past, what they hung their hearts on. It was all they needed to live a successful Christian life. In this chapter, there are two parts, verses 1 through 11, and then verses 12 through 21, chapter 5, and chapter 5. It reads thusly, <clears throat> Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access and by faith and to the grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance and character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But Christ, but God demonstrated his love for us in this while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Since we have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if 
while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the depth, depth of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received reconciliation. Paul <clears throat> talks about the joy that comes from faith. In the latter verses, verses 12 through 21, he will talk about and show us how he contrasts the lives of a sin for Adam with the sinless Christ. Paul lists five results of divine justification. If I am justified, it means that at some time or another I wasn't justified. The believer has peace with God. This is accomplished through the work done by Jesus Christ. To have peace with God, it was only accomplished through his son, Jesus Christ. We were God's enemy because of what had been done by our great ancestor, Adam. And so what Adam did, it caused all of us to be at war, sinners. The believer, because he has peace with God, The believer also has access to God. This high privilege brings about great confidence and joy concerning our future because we have access to God. It gives us confidence that once we didn't have, once we were alienated from him, we had no fellowship with him. And now that we have access to God, this high privilege brings about great confidence and joy concerning our future.
it is said that at one time we really didn't have a future. And outside of Christ today, we don't have a future. I don't care how much you get, how much you got, where you live, what behind or in front of your name, outside of Christ. We have no future. But because we have access to him, our future becomes clear. It becomes brighter. It becomes our destiny to arrive at the future that we have in Christ Jesus. The believer has assurance, the assurance from God. The fact of this assurance, it helps us in time of suffering. The believer has assurance from God. The fact of this assurance, it helps us in time of suffering. Because we have the assurance that God is with us, Jesus said it this way, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Whatever you go through, wherever you are, I'm with you. I'm going to be with you. So we have the assurance to know that in our suffering, you, you know, there are preachers and teachers who are telling us today that we don't have to suffer. They're telling us that we, 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 we don't have to go through any difficult times. We don't have to have any trials. They're saying to us that if we are having trials and tribulations, there's something wrong with our relationship with Jesus Christ. But my brothers and sisters, Jesus suffered. And he was God's only son. He suffered. So get it out of your mind that this is a, an untroubled, undifficult road that we travel. And believe just the reverse. In this world, you will have trials and tribulation. You will have. But then he goes on to say, be of good courage. For I have overcome the world. And because he overcome, we too can overcome. He is our example. And what he has allowed us to go through, or what we go through, our difficult. We can come out victoriously because he is with us. It helps us in time of suffering. The fruit 
of the assurance suffering produced perseverance. Perseverance, perseverance. How you, what, what, what does it mean to persevere? What does it mean? Don't all y'all answer me at once. What does it mean that I can persevere? I, yes, in spite of what's going on, in spite of what's happening, in spite of where I am, I'm not looking at where I am right now. I press on to the mark of the higher calling. I press on because Jesus lives in me. I persevere through this because I remember he brought me through that. And because he brought me through that, I know he can bring me through this. Someone asked the question, how long the night. I can't tell you how long the night. I, I, I really have no clue as to how long your night will be. But I do know this. When the night is over, morning comes. And, and, and in the morning, Joy comes. So don't worry about the night. Don't get trapped up in the night. Don't get trapped up in where you are right now. The psalmist said, Yea, though, yea, though I walk, I'm, and, and, and I'm glad he put it, walk. He didn't say nothing about running. Some of us can't run. <laughs> and so I'm glad, Brother Mahomes, that he, he said, yea, though I walk. The reason we walk, there are some things God wants us to seek. If you would run, you would run by. You would miss something. But because we walk, and then by walking, it means we're not standing still. We're not in the same old rut. Each day, continuously walking, we get to through. Perseverance calls me to not stay stuck, but keep my mind centered on the problem solver rather than the problem. Perseverance produce character. Character. Perseverance produce character. Character is really, it, it, it's, it's strength. It, it, it's, it's my identity. 
It's who I am because of my character. It speaks of me. Your character speaks of you. Your character allows Jesus to shine even when he ought may have, when, when he may not ought to be shining in your life. When I'm going through troubles, when I'm going through these difficult times, the character, because he is in my life, my character doesn't change. And not only that, but character produces hope. 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 Faith is the substance of things. Brothers and sisters, I'm glad today that I can testify through all my troubles, through all my tribulations, I don't remember a time when he wasn't there for me. There are some difficult days that we have come through and there are some difficult days ahead. But because our hope is in Jesus, we won't be disappointed. Friends will disappoint you. Even your loved ones will disappoint you. Mothers and fathers disappoint us. They teach us to depend on them and to look up to them. And then they die and leave you. Disappointment. But we have hope. And this hope is in Jesus. Then he says, the believer is indwelled by God. That ought to be good news to somebody. The believer is indwelled by God. The Holy Spirit take a resident in us. You're not, you're not alone. You're not by yourself at any time. We are indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, if we would allow it, it will do all that we need done. It will comfort us. It will instruct us in ways to go and ways not to go. In what to do and not to do. The Holy Spirit takes up rather than at the believer. When the believer believes, the Holy Spirit comes in and he dwells with us. And what I like about it, Trump can't do nothing to take him away. You can't legislate. Take it away. The governor can't do it. Trump can't do it. The Congress can't do it. Nobody 
because God, on the day of Pentecost, he sent the Holy Ghost. And it was to be the believer's sidekick. It would lead him and guide him in all things. So I'm glad today that I have something in me that God put in me that indwells with me all the time, the Holy Spirit, God himself. He lives in this mortal body, God himself. Then he goes on to say, the believer is preserved in God. A believer's salvation is secure. It is guaranteed by Christ's past works on Calvary's cross. The believer it's secured. His salvation is secured. Our salvation cannot be taken away. It is secured because of what Jesus has done on Calvary Cross. Our salvation is secured. It's, it's not like the money market. It's not like allowing Dow Jones to invest your money or whoever to invest your money. It's not like that. You may come out all right and you may not. But I know because of whom I have believed, my salvation is guaranteed not by laws of London, not by State Farm, not by Progressive, but my salvation is secured, is ensured by God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's secure. What he did to secure our salvation what did he do? He died on the cross. He had no business there. He, it had nothing to do with him that what nailed him to the cross. It had nothing to do with him. He was sinless. Even after walking the earth for 33 years dealing with us, he was sinless. So his death on the cross had nothing to do with him. But because of his great love, that's why he did what he did. He did it because he loved you. And he wanted you to have right 
relationship with the Father. When did he do it? This, this, I, I like this part. When did he do it? He did it when we were still sinners. We had made no agreement that we were going to serve him and trust him and we were going to follow him. We hadn't made any agreement. We, haven't come, we hadn't come to that conclusion. But he did it while we were still sinners. While we were still sinners, he died for us. While we were hopeless, while we were still in our mess, while we were still doing what we wanted to do, he died for us when we were still hopeless. What Christ's present work He's at the right hand of God, interceding on our behalf. His present work, he's at the right hand of God. Paul said that Christ died to save us, and he now lives to keep us saved. He died to save us, but he lived now to keep us saved. I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm glad today that I'm covered by his blood. I, 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 I know even when I mess up, when I do wrong, when I, I get beside myself, I'm covered. And God, you know, because I'm covered, there are some things that God never sees. The blood covers. And I'm glad he's that boy. And how long is he going to work? He's going to work to the day of redemption. He's at work in all of our lives. And we ought to be glad about it because sometimes even since we have accepted Christ, we do some stuff. Hmm? I'm talking about, you know, you. I ain't saying you're no Christian. You, you, you believe, you believe. You have accepted Christ as your personal Savior. You have came up and gave the preacher your hand and gave your heart to God, and you've been walking. You go to Bible study. You go to Sunday school. You read your Bible daily. You pray three and four times a day, but still there sometimes. You know, I get through praying. I mess up. Funny thing, on my way to here today, I 
told myself when I leave my house, I wasn't going to let nothing disturb me, but help me, Lord, to keep my mind focused on you and what you're going to have me to do. And I come out of my house in a car park this close to my car. I can't get in my car unless I go on the passenger side and crawl over. And so that's what I did. In order to get in my car, I had to do that. I had to go. And then by time, just about time, I got settled. <clears throat> Here he comes. My air conditioner, my car is running, my air conditioner is running that fluid blast, and I just sat there. I want to see you get in yours. <laughs> and I thought, I said, no, <laughs> I'm not going to allow him to have the trouble. But the devil's ever busy in the life of the belief. You see, you, he, he don't need to be, uh, he's not worried about them he already have. He already have the sinners. So he, 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 he's reaching out to you who say you believe. You who say you trust. So he's working to keep us safe. I'm so glad that he is on the job in my life, in, in your life. Not only that, but Christ, Paul's summary He looks at a sinless, a sinful Adam. And then he looks at a sinless Christ. The reality of Adam's act, when Adam sinned, sin entered into the world. Thank you, Big Papa, for that. You do know we all come from Adam. But when he sinned, sin entered our world. It entered every race. It ended in every people. One main act caused all to be sinners. Even before we were born, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't even cried, have never been thought of, but hear that. Brought condemnation into all of our lives. What he did, he did for the entire 
world. He did what God told him not to do. And then try to blame it on God. Alan, what have you done? Well, you see, that woman you gave me, as if to say, if you wouldn't have gave it to me, I never would have done this, but you wasn't satisfied with just me being it. That woman you gave me. So, the reality of it, that sin entered the whole human race. And death is spread to every generation because of what Adam did. Because of Adam's disobedience. And that's a word to all of us. Disobedience has its consequences. God has told you to do this, or God has told you to do that. Disobedience has its consequence. Now, He may told you to do one thing, told her to do another thing, told me to do another, but being disobedient, whatever it is, it brings with it consequences. Someone said in, the, in, I think, Romans 23, he talked about the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Because one person disobedience, God, Many people became sinners, became enemies of God. But then he goes on and he talks about the works of Christ. Because of Christ's death, people can be saved in spite of their sin. In spite of that sin. And that's a message to the church. That's a message to believers. You ought not be satisfied just knowing you are saved. It's something about being saved that's so joyous. You want to see your loved one saved. You want to see the next fellow saved. It's something about being saved. Yeah, my, I ain't going to talk about it no more. But then he went home and he discovered that it was shut up in his bone, fire. And that's the way it ought to be with the believer. When was the last time you spoke to someone about their salvation? When was the last time you recommended Jesus 
to someone you knew was lost. We have people in our own family who we know don't know Jesus. And you said, child, that nigga been like that all his life. And ain't nothing we can do straight. And, you know, you, but but if, you, if you look back, you were in the same condition. And if you change me, you can change somebody else. Huh? Christianity is not something to be kept. It's to be shared. Oh, the world is hungry for the living bread. Lift the Savior up for men to see. Lift him up by living as a Christian ought, by doing the things that he say do. God is depending on you. Jesus won't come back. He'll never roam the earth again until he come after the church. So, he said to Peter, he said to his disciples, do this. Go about telling, sharing the love that I have showed you when you were a sinner, when we were sinners. His love shine in our heart. And that make it necessary. And it gives you something to tell. All of us wasn't saved from the same thing. And all of us story not, is it, it, not equally the same. Some of us were saved from mediocre circumstances. But some of us had God had to reach way. Well, let me say, reach way down to pick me up. And that's my story. You, you, that's my, that's my, that's, that's what he has given me. Somebody needs to know your story. You ain't always been saved. No, 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 no. God has pulled you out of wherever you were. He said, ye are my witness. And what does a witness do? He testified. He testified. I was lost, but now I'm found. I, I, I was blind. But now I see. I was in sin up to my neck. But Jesus, he forgave me of all my sin. And that's what he said. Christ brings forgiveness, 
lot of stuff we have carried around in our suitcases, in our baggage, a lot of stuff. But God, Christ, through Christ Jesus, we can be forgiven of whatever. And you got to remember, if he forgave you, he surely can forgive somebody else. When we look at people, be careful how you see them. I was telling somebody the other day, I think I was telling, when I came here, I was so, I, I was weak, I was weak. The world had beat me up. And I found a great friend in Charles Smith. Charles Smith never looked at me where I was. He looked at me and saw where I could be. And, and that's what we must do for our fellows, brothers and sisters. They may be down and out tonight. They may be dirty. They may be this. They may be that. But, but for the grace of God. could also be me, you. So Christ, if he forgives them or me, then he can forgive anyone else. Then Paul goes on to say, we are justified. All people can now be accepted by God. We're justified. We have been justified through the blood, through, through, through the death, through his suffering on the cross. We have been justified. We were out of relationship with God. But when he died, we're justified to come before him. And not only are we justified, we are sanctified, sanctification. All people can now be made righteous, God says. All people, not just some of us, but all people. I know you, you, you got your pickups and choosers. You think... You know, uh, you think some people ought to just go to hell anyhow. Some of us think that. Low down, dirty. Oh, just go to hell anyhow. I don't care who he is and what he's done. He can be sanctified because God said, I'll accept him the way he is. And then, finally, he talks about glorification. All people can now have eternal life. The relationship of sin, all people have sin. More and more where sin abounds. 
grace abound much more. Grace abounds much more. So, it's a story for us to tell. Grace abounds more than. Some people don't feel like God can save them. Really, there are people who don't believe. They believe they have been too dirty. They believe they have been too this or that for God to even. But, 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 but if you tell your story, the Holy Spirit will begin to work. And when the Holy Spirit goes to working, it just ain't no telling what might not happen. And if it don't happen, you would have shared what you've been given. And that's all you can do. That's all you're required to do. Tell of the love of Jesus. For his grace is sufficient for everyone. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for these moments that you have allowed us to share together. We pray, O oh God, that someone have been blessed by what has been said here today, encouraged and strengthened. We pray now, God, that you would protect them and protect us all as we leave this place, go back to the places of our board. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.